Hello and welcome to Chatter K Podcast, where we break down and review a movie while overall, you know, trying to have fun, but of course this time around, not so much because it's mediocre. Uh, I'm your host, Drag King Thomas Hughes. Hello, Malik. Alex is not in He's gone. He, he's Rest here in, in editing. <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, you have to like bleep out all the racist slurs he did, and honestly, we just quit him out of the entire video instead and just like everything in the end. He's really horrible to work with, honestly. Uh, almost like this film. <laughs> almost. <laughs> He's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, obviously, today we're discussing Transformers Age of Extinction. Number four. Uh, it was released in 2014, uh, three years after the end of the Shire trilogy, which is the longest gap for a Transformers movie by a whole year. The movie this time focused on a new protagonist and, you know, other characters that are brand new. No one will coming back from the old ones. So uh, they have to help the Autobots deal with a rogue government agency who are trying to hunt them down because of the Chicago attack, because how deadly that was. And to make matters worse, they've teamed up with a Transformer, not Decepticon or Autobot, a Transformer who's a bounty hunter called Lockdown. Um, and of course, it wouldn't be Transformers without being directed by Michael Bay. As you will see, throughout the entire fucking film, there is so many fucking Michael Bay shots. The amount of slow motion and fucking like, explosions. No one's this film was the longest. Uh, of course, Michael Bay directed the movie Pain and Game, which is probably obviously directed Warburg first time, which is probably why he's in this, and uh, the movie 13 Hours, uh, a war film. I like this film. A lot of pain and it felt like fucking 13 hours. <laughs> so, okay, I'm talking less than 13 hours. It's just get strange to this. Yeah. Uh, I think the easiest way to quickly sum this up, Hayden, is a simple way of doing this. First two hours, mediocre. Yeah. Last 40 minutes, action entertaining. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's the best way to do it. They... Did all the good stuff at the end and missed the mark on everything else. Like, you basically make a film that's supposed to be based on the dinosaur Transformers. Like, one of the, like, probably probably what would have made the most money. Like, marketing all those and you leave them for the last fucking 40 minutes. Well, people have been asking for them for... Two movies? Like, it would have been cool to have the entire plot around them. I mean, we learn more about the history and that. Not the right the last 40 minutes, and then they're only used as, like, comic relief in the second, like, the next one. It's a very, like... It, they had, like, a, a missed opportunity, basically. It was just a missed opportunity. They could have done it more based on them, and not just have them as, oh look, they're in the film. Look, look at the film, and they spend the, most of the time doing the like fucking nanobot Decepticons instead. Uh, and the human side of it is 
hit or miss. There's some funny moments. But then he gets ruined by, like we mentioned last time, he gets ruined by it being completely new characters. We have no emotional, emotional weight to. The only we do is basically Bumblebee in fucking Optimus Prime. And that's basically it. And Ratchet for Everyone else, if that. Yeah, Ratchet as well, but yeah. Everyone else is basically brand new, brand new people, brand new Transformers. We've got no connection to it. And a lot, any, like, the stakes aren't really, don't fill up the air. I mean, it's like, as we mentioned before, it would work so much better being a recurring, using a recurring character from the previous films as the main character. But uh, we talked mostly about that last time. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. Since actually I've got a fucking plug. <laughs> I was going to say, well, Alex, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, they pretty much, the entire film is a missed opportunity. For the best way to explain it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of positives I do take from this. Yeah, like, there's some good comedy moments. That, and obviously... I like Lockdown. I thought he's probably one of my, yeah. my favourite sort of Transformers bad guys because the fact he's not Decepticon. He's yeah. his own thing. Green. He's, he hasn't got blue eyes. He hasn't got red eyes. He's got green eyes. That, and he hasn't got an Autobot symbol. He hasn't got a uh, Decepticon yeah. symbol. He's got the Lamborghini symbol. <laughs> yes. He's got the Lamborghini symbol and he wor- and he was basically helping KSI. I mean, come on, <laughs> seriously. Did Look, no one make the connection? Seriously. Even, like, even Alex made it, he messaged me about that joke. Yeah. So we got so the big like the big bad science company called KSI. Let's use the alien that they're working with. Let's give him a fucking Lamborghini. <laughs> come on. Seriously. This is allegiance. His allegiance is Lamborghini. Uh, yeah. God, what's fucking next? Fucking Logan Paul going to be helping the Autobots. Uh, obviously, uh, some other good points, as you say. Uh, Dinobots are probably the strong point coming from this, especially the last 40 minutes. The design's really good. And they are cool to watch. Like, yeah. The whole animalistic side they've got. Uh, uh, the new designs for Optimus and Bumbo, they're quite cool. Obviously, yeah. Optimus comes into it as like this wreck and then gets this new design and new like built because obviously he's got the... the Knight armor on his arm now. Bombay uh, has like two designs. He obviously has that black mm. sort of stealthish design. That obviously we're using for like deep cover, and then he has a sports car, yeah. which is like really cool. New mask, new weapons. Sweet. Definitely. But then there's also on the other side there's the bad redesigns. Like I don't like the Galvatron design. I don't know if you do, but honestly, I didn't like it. To me, it felt too. Just chunky, really. See, see, obviously, if you look at the animated one we watched, mm. obviously when they changed the name from Megatron to Galvatron, they did like a new call, like new color scheme. They gave him new everything basically. Yeah. Whereas this, they just kept him as a Megatron style, I mean, but gave him a truck. Like a, it looks like a truck, chunkier Meg- Megatron. That's really it, with a weird, like yellow, fucking chest thing. It, it just looked. Yeah, they, they didn't really change his design yeah. well as like they did when in the animated version. Yeah. So I I agree with you there. It's it's it, it's too close to Megatron. 
It needs to be a di- yeah. tad bit more different. I like the idea they went for with this instead of obviously because the animated oh, yeah. one, they went for the whole obviously it was Unicron turning them into basically just a new machine basically. Whereas this, mm. they're trying to make their own Optimus and it's failing because they're using Megatron and Sentinel's head. So it's yeah, and Megatron's still alive, so he's just making himself a new body. But there is, I do, I do agree with you on that um, aspect of it. Uh, what else have I got? That's good, boys. Um, um, obviously, as we stated before, the Mark Wahlberg side of it is hit and miss. Yeah. But I said to you, I like the the whole family relationship side because obviously in the previous trilogy we dealt with obviously Sam's fa- her parents barely like having an effect on obviously the plot line as much. But obviously you saw the uh, the relationship between obviously them and Sam when it came to it. Whereas this obviously it's all the way through because it's obviously a dad trying to protect his daughter. So I, I do like mm. that aspect of this film. But I, it, it's kind of kicking the balls to the fact that that just goes out the window in the next film. Oh, yeah. Like, he's the only... So, That's the thing. Uh, obviously, they built up... They, they spent, like, fucking two hours building up all these new characters, and only Mark Wahlberg comes back. All the other ones yeah. get shafted out of it. And then, obviously, the other one is fucking Stanley Tucci, but he plays a different character. He plays Merlin in the next one, rather than the science billionaire, whatever the fuck he is in this one. Yeah. I so. mean, literally, like, the concept is a great idea of it being the parent we're focusing on, and the child is one that they're like trying to protect that would be a great concept instead of like it's a teenager and a love interest like it's literally the entire like put on a spin but it's the character that they chose i think like because he's like they said because he is a random new character and they've got a build up the entire film like it does kind of ruin it i mean like as I keep saying, it would be better if you used a previous established character. And because it just really does impact the film here. Like the weight of them. And just. It probably what makes this film feel so long as well is because we're having to rebuild random new characters. And I think the pacing. And it does get impacted by this. So it is the but, long, it is the longest yeah. franchise at two hours and forty minutes, I think it is. But then, of course, on the other side, they do do good with introducing new, like Transformers, like the new ones. They're all pretty fun, fun characters, and like especially Hound. Yeah, Hound. John, Good- John Goodman. He's just a Fuck great her. actor. If you think about it, after the last one, we lost Ironhide, and he was the the big guns, he was everything. So that's the thing with this one, we've only got two OG Autobots left standing, or Transformers in general, it's just Optimus and Bumblebee, because Ratchet dies within the first like 15 minutes. Uh, And obviously all the other ones that we've known and loved throughout the first three movies of the year died in those movies, or have died between the third and fourth. So we're basically yeah. just left with two. So obviously that is why obviously these, all these new Transformers have to come in because obviously they say Hounds have to come in. Uh, Drift, I believe, is the Japanese one. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the green one, but obviously he's the same voice actor from a different Transformer last time, but it's a new one. He's had to come in. He's like 
you know, he, he, he kind of reminds me when he's got his like his, one lens on. He's like a he's got like a jewel or something checking it out. <laughs> kind of reminds me of one of those sort of guys. Um, yeah. And obviously Decepticon wise, obviously Galvatron, uh, Stinger, which is basically just Bumblebee, yeah. and whoever the fuck the other ones are, I don't really know. The other ones are really basically just like minus drones. Like even Stingo is the minus drone. There's no like personality to, to, the, to those villains. Like Galvatron is basically a beta Megatron. And they don't have any feel to them. Like it would have been so amazing. Like if he, he was rebuilding his old team and they had their personalities with them. Because all these guys have been made from dead Autobots and dead Decepticons. It would have been cool if they had some of their personality in it. And not just only his personality in it. Everyone else is all, they're all dead. But, oh, Megatron's personality in there. He's, he survived. The rest all died, but he survived. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I got what you're saying. They missed a lot of stuff they could, they could have done. They just, instead of it being mostly just big budget CGI battle with droneless random robot things i got i got another negative for you yeah the amount of fucking product placement in this movie it's like oh taken to the extreme yeah. got what bud light um what's the one we had early on everyone um everyone really early on oh ah oh, because it's changed how long this film is it, it, it's just gone <laughs> It was the beats, what? Yeah, beats the be- yeah, the beats, the beats uh, by Drake. You made the Drake joke. Yeah, the that was it. My Little Pony. My Little Pony, yeah, My Little Pony. Um, oh, fucking hell. Lamborghini, obviously. Yeah, Lamborghini's a big one. Car wants a war, but that's to be expected. Like the car yeah. wants, I'm okay with because it's Transformers. Yeah, they have to have, they have to have like that. Yeah, but you don't. Really need it with Rocky and Doctor Dre, Victoria's Secrets, and all the random shit they could find. There's an Oreo's one. Could the vending machine? Well, they have to have a vending uh, vending machine. They had the freaking mountain dew in the first one. So there we've got Oreos. And I'm assuming it's God knows numerous uh, sort of Chinese uh, products. Yeah, because that's the and China. Like, yeah, the last forty minutes are basically Beijing. Oh. So yeah, it's this. This is like the extreme level of product placement. Yeah, this film is basically Michael Bay at the most extreme. If we've got the most explosions, most slow motion, most slow motion, most product placement. But the only thing that is not the most of it is not the most like of him sexualizing. Because the main female character is supposed to be 17. So. <laughs> that never stopped him and Megan Fox. Well, yeah, but Megan Fox, as the actual actress, was older. I think in his mind, it's okay to sexualize her. But she, I, I'm guessing she's quite young. So they still do. I don't know. But the, it's not a lot. The, the only film I've ever seen her in before, this was that crappy Last Airbender movie. Oh, God. She was the. Uh, we don't talk about that film. She's part of the last act of that. <laughs> she's like one of the main major characters at the. Actually, no, she wasn't. Um, tell a lie. She was the main water one. She was fucking. Oh. Name's gone from my mind. She had her own spin off in there. Cora. Is it Cora? Oh, that's. Um, Cora's the. Um... The water one, isn't it? 
trying to think if because technically the spin-off one's not her. The spin-off one is her granddaughter, I think, or something like that. You know, you know I'm on about that, right? Yeah, I know you know who you're it's on been about. Lo- it's been there's been a while since I watched that show, so I can't fucking remember. The one who I'm pretty sure she's the one who fucks me. Yeah, that one. That I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure she played her in that. Uh, uh, what else have I got in my notes here? Uh, oh, uh, they they replaced Lincoln Park after three movies. So it's our first non Lincoln Park Transformers theme song in the background. So obviously the first three had Lincoln Park, and just like uh, the the third film, uh, Ditchy Megan Fox, the new one ditches Lincoln Park. They gave them one last shot, and then they ditched them, and went with Imagine Dragons for a single film. And just like those ones, the exact same beat kicks in every now and again. That like, ooh, 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 yeah. You just hear it in the background every now and again. It's it's, it's the yeah, level of uh, the second Transformers are hearing the same green. Uh, is it Green Day? Yeah. And uh, the Lincoln Park uh, New Divide song. It's the same. It's the same situation here. To be fair, though, I think it put Lincoln Park probably in better. Imagine Dragons probably is so much better with the next film. Yeah. Because it's so tough. There's the dragon. Yeah, it's a different band now, I think, it's again. Funny. But it's like, a, you're saying it's a different band. Yeah, the, the music in this film is a bit, a bit unforgettable. All of it. Like, I wouldn't listen to the soundtrack. Like, sit down and listen to it, you know what I mean? I have listened to the soundtrack this week. There's only about fucking four tracks on there. Really? I literally downloaded the soundtrack on Amazon Music and there's literally only about four soundtrack songs on there. Jesus my, Christ. My, my favourite was uh, the, probably the Lockdowns theme, that was it. There's literally mm. only four. They have really good beats, but there's only four tracks for the entire... For a 12, 45 film, like 40 yeah. film, does have four tracks and an Imagine Dragons song played about three times. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think they re- re- reuse a lot of the old sort of ones, because if you yeah. notice the sort of more known Transformers theme from the, the other ones appears at one point, so I'm assuming they're just reusing a lot of old tracks rather than doing new shit. Well, if that doesn't seem like Transformers, I don't know what does. But uh, I, I was doing this one, I do like the the continuation of the idea from the last film, where we saw yeah. obviously the human and the bad guys working together, but this time it's like on a larger scale, because... Essentially, Lockdown isn't meant to be a full bad guy. He's meant to be a sort of bounty hunter. He's not meant to be like a Decepticon villain. He's meant to be someone who cleans up the mess and hunts down both kinds. Yeah. He's not biased. He will Obviously, because that's what he's been doing with this obviously government agency. He's been hunting down every Autobot, every Decepticon for them. So I like the aspect, obviously, of a government agency working with a bounty hunter to bring down both kinds. Because obviously, we had this talk of last time where... Um, Obviously, the humans ditched the Autobots and they were like, and it was just like, um, it's a stupid idea for the fact that Decepticons are still going to re- reign supreme. If it wasn't for the Autobots, it'd be over. But obviously, this time around, it's the idea of this Benton doesn't give a shit about humans. He won't obviously invade and destroy like they w- uh, Decepticons will. He, d- he just wants to do his job, kill, and go back home. And mm. obviously, the humans this time around want to clear the playing field entirely so then they can bring in their own sort of drones to defend the planet. So I like that aspect of humans and a villain. He, obviously, he's attacking all bots, so for us, he's a villain. 
Yeah. Uh, especially after he blew away our, our boy Ratchet. He's basically, he's the movie's villain, but in the universe, he's not a villain. Yeah, he's not really a bad, bad guy. Yeah, he's basically just... Like, he's a, the, like, a neutral party. Like, in D&D, he's basically just true neutral. Yeah. He, he's more of his own games. He's not there for... He just does what his boss says. He's not here for power. He's not here for, like, to protect the good. He's there to just do a job. It doesn't matter who gets in the way. Like, he, he's been told to take Prime. So, that's what he, wanted, he was going to do. Yeah, kind of like characters like, uh, like uh, Deathstroke and, like, those sort of assassins. They are bad, but... They have their own agenda yeah. a lot of times, and they're usually working for someone. They're they're not like the ones that are the ones that essentially like the brains, the ones that want to control everything. They're the ones that just yeah. have a job, do uh, do their task, and that's it. They're done. They've got what they want, and obviously he's sort like, of uh, he's sort of uh, coming. Uh, what he get, what he gets from this is the fact that he's just annihilated all bots and Decepticons. He's just he's just killed uh, some Earth folks. That's his uh, yeah. gain. It's a bit like, um, like the comic Lex Luthor, like not like an outright villain going around like ha 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 overpowering it, like doing his own little games, like not manipulating behind the scenes, uh, you know, like not going strictly for, you know, I'm going to take over the world. It's more of I'm just gonna do my own thing, do my job. Do, I mean, do what I want to do. I'll, I might take take over a bad guy, but that's for my own personal gains. So it's like not truly evil, but not truly good either. Just neutral. Basically, yeah. Uh, okay, I got another positive. I really like the intro. Bit, and obviously it shows like uh, prehistoric times where uh, Craig's, yeah. Craig's fighting with his siblings for uh, food at the dinner table and uh, <laughs> the aliens bomb the planet and obviously Transformium, is it the fucking metal called? I think it is, yeah. Something like, really lame like that. Um, obviously gets created and whatnot. I really like seeing obviously the, dino- the normal dinosaurs, like the robot ones. I thought that was quite cool. Mm. Uh, so I got... Uh... Oh, I'm just going off my, my note here. Uh, two dads chilling. <laughs> the bit when uh, Cade's to, uh, complaining about his daughter, obviously getting all cuddly with that, uh, a boyfriend. And uh, Optimus mm. is there like, uh, oh, I've been th- I've been through this with Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that. This idea of Bumblebee's little cars driving around floating over cars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing this, obviously, because obviously, if you think about it, this is sort of the first time, and even the next one, like, uh, Optimus has been a bit more fatherly towards Bumblebee, because you never really saw that in the previous ones. So obviously, you just, obviously, you saw Bumblebee being, a, uh, so essentially just like a guardian protector. You never really see Optimus as the father towards him. Whereas this, he, these sort of words, straight up point him out as like, he's, he's a dad figure towards Bumblebee. Which is cool. 
Affirmation. He explains as well as like why he's always choosing to get Bumblebee to safety. Oh, yeah, you protect um, Shia LaBeouf while you know while we go fight while he wrote, those while, while he destroys his own career. Yeah, yeah. Keeping away from you know abusing people and drugs and that kind of shit. Oh, Bumblebee, what have you done? Yeah, go, go protect Mark Wahlberg. It's fine. He, he's got oh. his career set in stone. It's, he's not going to destroy it again. Introduce infinite. <laughs> ah. uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's quite an interesting like idea and concept. I've seen Optimus as sort of like a dad. Near his dad bod. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was definitely fun seeing that like dynamic. I think one of the things that it's nice to see it more like explored. Probably but also I don't think we'll get that in the next film. Mm. But oh well. But, um, but like, uh, remember we said like, uh, it would be cool to have Bumblebee be the bad guy in this film. Yeah, like he was Stinger. Yeah, then get redeemed and stuff. That, that would also be cool. But obviously it wouldn't work with the plot. Yeah. But we can work around that. We can edit like, the plot, make it work. So that's what you got to do, really. Yeah, because obviously, you know, if he did die, he would have been salvaged and would just be a part of... Yeah. Megatron's bad guys. He would have been, literally, Stinger would have been made in more sense. Made from him, basically. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, what else is the bit I was going to talk about? Uh, talk about all that. Oh, uh, obviously... One thing that you see early on when obviously Optimus finally comes back out is obviously I was pointing at the fact that he always he never really aims to kill in terms of people. He always shoots yeah. beside them, bang, they all fly around. And he's done that for four movies straight. But then right at the end, he literally purposely aims and shoots a human to save Cade. Which is obviously new. We've never seen Optimus kill a human before. And we've now got to see him shoot Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> I think it's basically because obviously at this point he's like basically tired of humanity. Yeah. Like he didn't want to kill them. But they've killed his friends. Yeah, they've killed his family. Like, this man is responsible for the death of so many of his friends and his people that like he's not holding back now. Yeah. And obviously when he's seen obviously Cade who's helped him mm. uh, being attacked and almost killed He's snapped and said, you know, fuck this shit. Bang. Like, under one of my friends are going to go, I'm not having this. Yeah. I agree with that. Because, like, even all the best good guys, they were always, like, they can always snap at one point and kill someone. I'm saying, Superman's done it countless times. Yeah. Uh, Batman's always doing it. (laughs) Yeah, his code is, we don't kill, we just brutally... Not shove Catwoman. (laughs) (laughs) cripple people make it so they basically want to kill themselves because they're now like crippled, disabled, whatever they want that's that's why I love playing the um, I think it's Arkham Knight when you can just run people over the Batmobile and he's like, yeah I don't don't aim to kill boom sorry it's okay, I just tasered him my Batmobile's coated with a taser he's not moving, he's on the ground he's fine, it's okay 
Yeah. Even even like, Spider Man's the best when you bear the when you you play a Spider Man game you can like kick it, people off roofs and he's like oh it's fine I don't kill people oh he's gone <laughs> <laughs> especially when especially when you use like a, the special webs that shoot like really far it's like an impact sort of thing where it just like zips on like as far back if you ha- aim it at someone like at the edge of a roof they'll just sling straight off and he's like yeah I don't kill. Yeah, that guy's not gonna survive fucking falling like from a skyscraper. Uh, but yeah, like some heroes, they do like they snap and they yeah. will they kill. All it takes is like just that one low moment, and like, that's why like at this until this point, Ultimus has always been like this honourable fighter. Yeah, because even like one, one thing when um. I think it's when he just uh, beats lockdown. He's like he says, "Uh, on it till the end" or something like that. Yeah. You having how he's always seen like fighting because he, he will kill like other transformers because he sees them as like it's his own. His uh, yeah, it's his own people. It's his yeah. own race. It's like it's responsibility. Yeah. Whereas human, he probably sees them as like they're still evolving. Like they. Even the bad ones, they deserve a chance to change. And then they die. And then, of course, at this point, he's pretty just sick of humanity. He sees the good ones, but the bad ones, I think he's just given hope on. Yeah. Like, some just don't change. That's how he sees it. Agreed. So, it's always good to explore different angle with the same character. Yeah, which is obviously something they do drastically in the next one when they follow a, a more evil Optimus. Oh, yeah. Which is an interesting concept. Mm. But, you know, it's just not a handle oh, as well. Yeah, um, the good concept if done well. And in a good film. It's not done well, not. it becomes cashing cheesy. Yep. Uh, I think I've covered all my stuff. Uh, do you want to do favourite moments so you don't have to talk about this film as much? I think the favourite moment definitely got to be when I just comes in riding Grimlock. I fucking love... We are in sync, woman. My, my note says, favourite moment, Optimus rides Grimlock into battle. It's so fucking cool concept, isn't it? You're like fucking riding a T-Rex. Big gigantic robot T-Rex. It's amazing. And obviously, on top of that, you also got a uh, drift, and obviously the other one on top of a uh, spike, and uh, I can't remember the other fucking uh, ones. <laughs> I can't remember Spike and Grimlock off the top of my head. But you get my point. They're, obviously, they all riding in behind him. You got the flying. You got the one in the air as well. Strafe. It's just amazing scene. Strafe slug. Slug is the T Rex. No, Grimlock's T Rex. Uh, no, not T Rex. Fresh Yeah, I think that, I think Spike's the yeah. one with the all this massive, obviously the massive amount of spikes on his back. Yeah, I think. And then obviously Strafe is the pterodactyl. Yeah, the two-headed pterodactyl. Yeah, who's involved in a very heavy slow motion scene with Bumblebee. <laughs> I, I don't Definitely. know if Alex has uh, done anything for this if he has I'll insert it if not fuck it 
I, I, I only really glanced at his rating just so I can know what to do with the overall. So, you know. Uh, but I can't believe it's so interesting kind of... Oops, I accidentally opened Photoshop. I didn't mean almost, like, almost like we've been both been saying that our, our favourite parts of the film is when the dinosaurs come in. Hold on, I accidentally opened... There we go. Sorry, I accidentally opened Photoshop. I was trying to click OBS and I clicked Photoshop instead. Uh, but yeah, I can't believe it. This, this is so in sync for a change. Is this like the first time I've been as majorly in sync since we were, const- we were giving like the same ratings for uh, the Jaws sequels? I think so, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's like a year ago. Jeez. Um, okay, uh, let's get straight to the ratings then. Uh, I think, as you said, the easiest way to sum it up two hours of mediocre character building of characters that you half care about, half don't. Uh, you can half not care about because only one comes back in the, se- the next one, which yeah. is a shame because it would have been interesting to see them develop the family relationship a lot more. Uh, and obviously we have that 40 minutes of action-packed dinosaurs, uh, him going to town with his many, many guns, grenades, um, Stanley Tucci complaining because he's carrying a bomb around. And... Uh-huh. A lot of slow motion and product placement for it. It's probably the most it's been in this franchise. Like the last one had, a, the last one had a bit more than like some of the other ones, but this is like the pinnacle of Michael Bay slow motion and Transformers. Michael Bay fucking jacking off, doing everything every five seconds. Like, come on, more slow motion. So, if I was to give this like a rating out of a. Uh, Ten, obviously. Um, I think the highest I could go, which is due to rounding, would be probably a six. It is mediocre, which was like what be like maybe like a five point five. But obviously, the instead of rounding down, because obviously it would round down, but that, that if it wasn't for that last forty minutes, that last forty minutes was shit. It'd definitely be a five or below. But because the last forty minutes is very entertaining, it has to be a six from me. See, with me. Oh, I see. It's like I see the first two hours as being a hindrance to it, like a bigger hindrance. Like pretty much, I would give four points specifically for the last forty minutes, then one point for the comedy, and that is it. So I don't. I'd give it a five because the rest of the rest of that two hours is basically it's like biting in to um. I bring a, ba- a massive bag of crisps and you get like a few crisps in it. It's like all the air goes out and there's the 40 minutes of content. So yeah, I don't need it at five. Okay. Uh, the magic of editing. Alex is inserted. No. Hey everybody, it's me, Geeky Bear. I'm not actually on this episode properly, but I'm here. Um... Anyway, we don't want to talk about that, do we? Because I usually just sit there and do jack shit anyway. But here's my conclusion for the film, an overall rating. Because if I don't do this, I will... Yeah, you have my opinion on all the Transformers films, because I only usually get to see one or two films. So, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be good to have the actual... Big universe in me because 
yeah, I don't normally get to see them all. And this is the first time I've seen this film, like the last one. I never saw the last one. Anyway, um, overall for this film, it's pretty decent, I'm not going to lie. I may have fell asleep at the end. But we don't talk about that, okay? No talking about the sleepy, because I'm a sleepy boy. Um, yeah. Uh, my favorite, my favorite character for the film was Hound. Uh, I love him. He is me as an Autobot, but a lot more likable and funny. Uh, but yeah, he is great. Uh, he is also my nominee for the. I believe it's the VIP. 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 Yeah. Put a bit of him over the toilet after you've had a shite. Perhaps the toilet, the smelling, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, he was he was the comic relief for the film, in my opinion, as well as um, the old rich man. Um, please put name here because I forgot it because <laughs> I am good at remembering names and making you do more work. <laughs> Why are you friends with me? Anyway, I thought it was pretty good. Um, there was a bit of a letdown, like with the the feet, the, the daughter. I I don't remember any of the name. Can you tell? I asked Tom about uh what his name was. Uh, Hounds. And that was it. <laughs> um, I thought it was a pretty interesting uh, take on it. On like the main protagonist, of the film. Like, yes, it's Optimus, but like. I'm a human, um, like a tinker, likes to fix stuff. It's basically like the first film where Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf are just into one, uh, and an older gentleman with daughter. Uh, but yes, um, he was pretty okay. He was not as bad as I was expecting from what I've been told about the film. Yeah. He's no Shia LaBeouf from a uh, movie one or two. What are you gonna do, huh? Uh, there's no parents for the film. There's no mojo for the film. Very big, sad. Very sad. It's gonna knock it down a few points. Um, <coughs> this is the most I've actually spoke about a film. That's because we usually talk about it. And... Yeah. Um. It's interesting, like, I like the the spaceship scenes. Uh, there's pretty interesting new dynamic uh, to the film, not just on Earth in a desert, or on Earth in a city. It, it just kind of took it to a different planet, I guess. Because, you know, it's a spaceship. Uh, bringing the Dinobots in, they look fucking great. They look brilliant. I love the Dinobots. They were mint. Fucking mint. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Dinobots were great. They help. You know, it would have been fucking good if um, Optimus was able to turn a little robot dog at the very beginning into an Autobot or something. Like, just think of it. Just like, how funny would that be? Like, I'm calling the police now. 
then it's just like, like a little transformer. A little transformer bee. Yeah. But I have a dog in the film. Even if it's not a real one. <laughs> so, I'm filming this after I've watched the film. Um, um, overall for the film. Uh, uh, not as good as the other ones. Better than three for me. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it about... I'm going to say a seven. I can't really give point fives on Dragon King's um, Patacave. <laughs> so it's going to be a seven. Like, it's overall decent. It's better than, like, from what I thought I was going to think. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a shit film. Um, I did think it was a bit dragged out at some points. Um, but that's Transformers film. They'd like dragging it out anyway. Um, but yeah. Like I do. I like dragging things out like I'm dragging this video out. Uh, yes, it was very dragged out for me. Um, which made some scenes a bit too long and boring. But yeah. 7 out of 10. And back to you, Dragon King. See you next week. Wow, I can't believe Alex said that. God, that is offensive, Alex. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> But he, I will say one thing though, he's made it easy for me. Because uh, his score, adding to our scores, uh, gives uh, Transformers Age of Extinction a Chatscape overall rating of 6 out of 10. Middleman again. Um, okay, uh, the MVP award this week, because we've just already stated he's the best character in this movie, he's got to be Hound, like by John Goodman. He's obviously, yeah. he, he brings the comedy, brings the, the action. He brings everything. He's that, that, I think one of my favourite quotes from me is when he's like, I'm a fat ballerina. Uh, he does some, he, says, he, he says, he does something and slits throats. Yeah, it's, I think it's like he scalps face and slits throats. Yeah, somewhere. something like that. He's just like the best character. <laughs> and obviously, he's a worthy replacement for Ironhide. Definitely. Uh, and the runner-up... Uh, well, to be fair, there's not really any great characters in this movie apart from Hound. Obviously, even yeah. though we couldn't really like pick one, so this is more like stuff for joke purposes. Uh, obviously, we had one choice, which was the guy from So I've Got No Head. <laughs> but because it's you, uh, I thought I'd give it uh, to uh, the character Darcy Terrell, played by Sophia Miles, just because you love Thunderbirds. Yeah, fucking Lady Pink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, most of the characters that come into this movie suck. There is some good Autobots in it, but for joke purposes, we have to give it to one of these two. Plus, they're English. That, also, that always right. helps. <laughs> because the English characters, so if you want to be on the um, you know, if you're MVPs, you can be, 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 be British. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, go on, Hayden, oh, you, know, you know what time it is now. Of course, time for the um, this segment that Michael Bay pays me for. The Michael Bay Awards. Now, as we stated, for this entire film, it is basically just chop load and slow motion jerk off. So literally, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, you got the but car scene. You got yeah, uh, the bumblebee scene at the end. Yeah. But I know which one you're going with. Going for is probably the 
the most Michael Bay I think I've ever seen ever. It's, the only thing is missing is Megan Fox purely. But apart without Megan Fox, even that her, it is done with the most Michael Bay thing ever. It was literally the longest slow motion scene I've ever seen with the fucking showering of explosions and fucking fire and fucking when, lock, when lockdown's everywhere. grenade, when lockdown's right, grenade like, goes yeah. off. Basically, lockdown's grenade, first one, he's just fucking, he's literally like Michael Bay ejaculated explosions. It's very similar everywhere. to the Revenge of the Fallen missile drop, but yeah. it's, it's so like, much more explosions. Yeah, it, well, I wouldn't say more explosions, it's just because how slow-mo it is, I think. It's more slow motion, but it's, like, it's more like bright, like yeah. massive flash explosions. Then, of course, it's also where the, um, Character dies. The guy from Deadpool and the Emoji movie dies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I'd give it to. Yeah, it's the pure, it's just pure Michael Bay slow motion. Uh, okay, uh, so my question of the day this week is instead of continuing on with the main timeline, which they did, uh, would you like yeah. to see them focus more on spin offs? So that mean like, Solo sent spin-offs, like the Bumblebee one, for example. I mean, like, the sp- spin-offs to expand this universe a lot more. Like, some more, like, other teams, like, of Autobots and shit. Um, so, because obviously, the last movie, the third one, would have been a decent way to end the Michael Bay ones, because it was a fitting end. There wasn't anything that was there that could have said it would go on any further, because obviously, Megatron uh, and Starstream were both dead, and pretty much it was all over. So, it would have been a nice, fitting way. So, um, like a good example I can make is uh, like a Bumblebee joins another team of Autobots and Optimus' orders, or even leads a team like he does in some of the animated uh, shows nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even the, the Cybertron prequel, which they've been talking about for fucking years, and obviously explaining obviously their origins a bit more, and obviously showcasing their planet a lot more. So basically, more spin-offs instead of Michael Bay's main story, question mark. I would like to see a spin-off purely on the dinosaur ones. Like, if they, like, obviously, it will, could be like them and, like, maybe them and Bumblebee or something. Or, like, some kind of new human character they introduce that goes alongside them for, like, a couple of, a couple of films. Quite fun to see how they, like, interact. So they've got a lot more, like, animalistic and completely different to the other ones, which are all gun-toting. It would be quite fun to see them because they were like said they were the best part of this film and in the next film they are basically underused yeah. like it's a fucking travesty how underused they are in the next film and it would be cool to give them some justice I think from like a, a full film or even just a fucking like like show series like like now because we've seen what Disney Plus can fucking do Imagine like same budget but for a Transformers like so CGI. The, the, there like, is a uh, Paramount Plus yeah. that is there. The one obviously Paramount who made this that is their streaming service in America. So yeah, they have their if own. They, if they did their own show based on the dinosaur ones, it would be I think quite interesting because they give them even longer time to showcase the characters. They could even like have them like actually talking like they do in the cartoons. Yeah, even if they get rid of the fucking the the, the stupid, obviously them like, speaking the same name over and over again. Even they got rid of that and just had them talk. So obviously, um, 
Harambridge series it is, but there's a series a couple of years ago of Transformers with Bumbie was leading like a team and Grimlock was a part of it. And he was speaking normally. He didn't have the whole me Grimlock sort of situation. He spoke normally. So it would have been it would it, I I like the idea of having them all talk like as they were just like normal Transformers. Yeah, it's like you have them talking like like the Hulk in Avengers Earth Mighty Heroes. It's still quite like not as like smarty yeah. but he's still quite like he can talk kind of normally and he might have his moments where he's like I'll smash this shit yeah. or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Hulk strong and serious kind of stuff like that. But he's also like um don't talk to me or some shit out. Yeah. I mean like very his own character. And then because he cannot be his own character instead of just being raw dinosaur. Yeah. That would be cool, 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 to like expand on that more. So yeah, <laughs> give us more spin-offs rather than focusing on Michael Bay's timeline, which is what they're basically eradicating there. Yeah, because they should have learned back in 2014. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, they should have learned. They fucking should have learned. <laughs> yep. Okay, I think that covers uh, everything. Um. So that's it for Check Out Podcast, and we're actually going to take a week off next week uh, to yeah. ref- reflect on a few things. Go beat up Alex. There is that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and get something out on the day, trying to explain stuff a bit more. But, you know, half of a reason, it, me and Hayden have been doing this for like a year now. So it's, you know, a week off is a nice thing. Yeah, definitely. We, <laughs> we haven't had a week off for a very long time so it's a nice change but yeah so week off we'll, we'll, we'll explain it at then uh, but you can probably guess what's coming after that it's very obvious mm-hmm. uh, but you know uh, <laughs> until then I've been your host drinking Thomas Hughes and I am not looking forward to the next film at least we get a week off before we have to do it we do it for longer please <laughs> Not, uh, and this has been Chat K Podcast. And uh, me, Grimlock, and friends don't speak in this movie because we're now generic dinosaurs. I just pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs>